Well, welcome to our new episode on our Creole Collective podcast. I am the infamous Jeff Pankratz, and this is <laughs> this is our studious Mike Gerald. I don't know. I don't know if you're infamous. You might be famous <laughs> at this point. I mean, the way we're picking up listeners the last few weeks, you can, yeah. you're viral, man. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> my first, my first this chance is, at, my first chance at pure infamy. This is your moment, Jeff. This is it. This oh, is man. your moment. I hope not. If it is, this is really sad. <laughs> uh, no, it's not sad. It's always a joy to be with you, brother. I love it. I love it. We were just we were just like bantering about your Phillies, man. So we just gotta we gotta update people a little bit here. What's happening? What's going on with your team, bro? They're hot, man. They're uh, nobody saw this coming. I, I think a month and a half ago, we were having serious doubts about whether they'd make the playoffs. They got swept yeah. by the Cubs. They yeah. just didn't look too good. But right now. There's nobody hotter. There's nobody hotter than Bryce Harper right now. Dude yeah, he's, he is. He is hot. He is really hot. Out of his mind. <laughs> Watch how you say that, Jeff. Are we talking about baseball anymore? <laughs> oh my goodness. He is. He is pretty. He is a pretty good looking man. I, I gotta say, he's a good looking man. <laughs> I. Uh, I. Bro, I am just. You know, for one, I have to like put it out there that your friend Jeff called this from like. When when the Phillies were about to make the playoffs, I called this. You got I me. Mean, you got to give me some credit, right? You did, man. You called it, and I'm like, I think you're delusional. And <laughs> I, you were right. But didn't didn't you call them to lose in the World Series? I did. To, I, to called the to, <laughs> I called them to. I called them to lose. I think I I picked. Uh, yeah, I think I called them to lose to the Astros in this series. But um, they could they could um, yeah, like you said, it's it's anybody's ball game right now. Whoever gets hot and stays hot, I mean, just takes a couple games to kind of get in the driver's seat, and we could be raising some champagne next yeah, uh, I mean, Tuesday if they sweep, right? The Astros are going to be tough to beat. That's a really super yeah. good team. My, my prediction is it goes all seven. I, I think oh, it's going to go seven games. Okay. Yeah, we just talked about if we, what is it, if we put this online like next Wednesday or Thursday in another week, that would be like pretty much directly halfway through the world series so so we could be crying next week or we could be like getting all stoked or we could be celebrating a series sweep because that'd be you know tuesday so it's gonna be exciting to see what happens we'll see we'll We'll see see what happens man we'll see may the odds ever be in your favor my friend a lot of stress over here in the general house (laughs) yeah that's for sure Can I wish your team didn't make it because there wouldn't be as much stress and just like. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm used to us not making it. I'm used to apathy. I'm I'm yeah. all about the the energy, the excitement, and the anxiety that yeah. comes with it. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. It's gonna be a great a great uh, weekend starting tomorrow night. I'm excited. So if you're listening to this on our site, it's probably already a few games into it. So don't spoil the surprise for us. <laughs> <laughs> retroactively yeah retroactively time hoppers did we talk about that one time if you could pray retroactively and god would like can since he's outside of time go back into time and pray you know change I mean, the stuff who's, pray. who's to say jeff if you if you and i were to pray right now for a friend who's in need and we don't know that they died four days ago that god could 
take the prayer that we're praying right now and because he's outside of time, apply that request mm-hmm. to the final moments of this person who's yeah. experiencing pain or trouble. Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, God yeah. is capable of doing what the, yeah. the God who chose us before the foundation of the world is capable mm-hmm. of doing whatever God I, wants to do outside can, of time. Can I pray for my third grade self that the girl that rejected me in third grade wouldn't reject me? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, what's that? What's that? Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, is that Snake Eyes? Which one is that? I know that wasn't that wasn't uh, Nicholas no. Cage. That was that was that was Cage, wasn't it? Travolta and Cage. Snake yeah, Eyes. Yeah, that that was. But that has nothing to do with like okay. time time alterations. Can we just turn this, this po- podcast into a Nicholas Cage movie podcast? <laughs> uh, we've already we derailed. Talk so about far. John Wick. We talk a lot about John Wick. Oh, we've already derailed so far. So far. Yeah. Okay. Don't pal. mess with my dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing movie. Hey, speaking of messing with people's dogs, we'll get a we we'll get a mess with this idea of <laughs> trying to come up with a good transition. Speaking um, of <laughs> messing with people's dogs, what kind of transition is that? <laughs> oh my goodness! I I'm trying to think of something. How do we get back on this thing? So in the last few weeks, um, we've been messing with this idea of the one another's in the New Testament and how you can't really. So Creole Collective, for anybody that's new listening, we create together, right? We create new expressions of the gospel and being people on mission with Jesus, um, forms of ecclesia. How do we gather? How do we scatter? How do we just do church in our cultural context? And the thing that really has been, been uh, I guess, highlighted in these conversations between you and I, Mike, is these one another's and how do we actually do this stuff? Because that's really the... The way that you and I look at it, or I think the way that you and I look at it, and I'll just speak for myself here, but um, this is like where the rubber meets the road with real life following Jesus together. And so anybody can apply these in their culture, no matter where you're at. What, Even speaking of praying different time periods, going back to my third grade self, if, if you were in a different time period, you could have... Uh, you need to have figured these things out because this is the mission of Jesus, right? These are the one another's. I think there's 59 one another's total, but we're talking about the first three from Jesus. So the, the big one people talk about all the time that we're talking about today is love one another. And I think it's in John 13 and John 15. So right after he washes their feet, he says a couple couple things there about loving one another. And we'll kind of get into that. But before before we jump in, Mike, can you just give me like a fun story from your week around this kind of idea of loving one another? We'll we'll kind of get into some details and get into the weeds a bit, but give me like a fun story. I need I need something yeah. fun. Yeah, I don't know if it's fun. It it's not fun. It's sort of a sort of like a, a downer statement that I just just saw, so it's super fresh. I don't um, want to be super depressed, man. Come on. It's I'd say I'd say, though, that I think it's actually a helpful thought. Um, So one of our one of our microchurch leaders said that they're in a training today about belonging and dignity. And they just did an activity about places where people feel like they don't belong. And Mm. church was one of the most common answers. Mm. Yeah. And so I think um, that speaks to a significant issue where people view church as a 
crowd that they don't have relationship with and they feel like they don't belong rather Mm -hmm. than a table that they get to share Mm -hmm. with people that they see as family. And so this, this person in particular, I mean, she and her husband have created so much room around their table. People have the code to get into their house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so they're, you know, you can just go by their place anytime and swing in people that are in their community. They've got people that have lived at their house for mm-hmm. stretches they have given people jobs at their business. Mm-hmm. And so there's this level of care and love and belonging that's so real and beautiful and legit that comes out of this mm-hmm. couple that as, as I'm watching her write about her experience in this training and what mm-hmm. most people commonly experience when they think about church, which is I don't yeah. belong, yeah. I don't feel loved, the the love one another there this this is a a family that shares not just an hour because people think that right we're gonna we're gonna invite people over we're gonna Mm. we're gonna give an hour for a bible study or something in a living room but i i think one of the keys jeff is losing track of time when Mm. you're with people to the point that you're not watching your watch you're not keeping track of time you feel comfortable enough that you can put your kids to bed while the people are still there. Um, It's this, it's this ability to just, you're having so much fun that you forget the clock. Mm -hmm. I I think if you were to say, how is love spelled? And you've heard the cliche T I M E, you know, you, you can't look at your kids without going, they're not going to feel loved if they don't get time with us. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. We, isn't it funny when you start just, you know, truly getting to know people um, kind of past past the surface issues and, uh, or, you know, the surfacey conversations and you're at each other's dinner tables and you're in each other's backyards or you're at the ball game or the hockey, uh, the hockey tournament, sitting out in the parking lot and having a beer over a cooler with a couple of friends, whatever. Um, it's just real stuff comes up you know real stuff comes up and you can't you can't manufacture that you can't you can't even like have a bible study or a conversation about it without it being awkward but if you're in someone's life and i'll just give a quick example my my kind of um story during the week um a couple with a few kids were over for one of our gatherings and we were just having dinner uh, a bunch of like beer cheese soup and chili it was amazing we like eight nine crock pots on the table that sounds amazing i want some of that (laughs) oh man it was so good and i uh, would feel loved if you give me a bowl of that (laughs) that's how we love one another how do we love one another come over to my place for beer cheese soup i'll bring some down to florida beer cheese soup in my in my my (laughs) carry-on um but uh the family just started we were just kind of going around and just we just say something like this we just say hey guys let's just be awkward because we we all don't know each other the best, um, but we do want to. That's love such it. a that's such a Jeff thing to say, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if if anyone's listening to this and they know Jeff, hey guys, let's be awkward. Sounds like the most Jeff thing you could possibly hear. It is, and I say it pretty much every time we hang out for parties because there's always people that don't know each other, and like 
we have to hug each other and like you know i'm like i'm gonna give you a hug i don't know you so i'm just gonna be awkward and give you a hug and <laughs> so so you got to push into that a little bit but um this couple that we encourage just to share burdens with each other like we're gonna be awkward it's gonna be weird we don't know each other perfectly but we do want to hear each other's stuff and what's really going on so we can care for each other and actually like love each other through it you know we don't want to just be about the words and the hugs we really want to you know care for each other so anyways this couple piped up about this roof project that was still an issue because the tornadoes in minnesota came through and their roof wasn't fixed and so they shared this and he shared like there's some really deep anxiety and this is like his first time meeting these people so it was pretty bold for him to share about his anxiety around that <clears throat> and then when we were talking with together as a group we were just like let's just pray about this and let's just you know put our best efforts together maybe one of us is more of a contractor or construction person and and i started looking around the room at my buddies that knew how to build stuff and they started sweating a little bit and um, like, let's just pray let's just trust god to provide so we prayed for him all of us prayed and i got a message like three days later as we were like ready to call like contractor friends and get over there and you know because it's minnesota winter right now it's on the beginning of winter and they needed something like right now so i i get a message from him like three days later as we were like preparing to like gather people up and resources up and and he's like the 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 uh, insurance people finally figured it out with our contractor like after like four or five months of fighting the insurance um and that was part of the anxiety but the insurance company finally figured it out after five months of like waiting or four months of waiting and um they were on the roof as he called me fixing his roof and he's like i he he was saying he thinks it's because he was able to be just loved on by all these people and like be honest about his anxiety and kind of get that off his chest and as soon as he opened up his heart to these people that he barely knew um it's just crazy how like god provided this amazing you know solution so so now the roof is fixed and minnesota winter is coming and yeah it was a fun story yeah. So you just made me think of something, Jeff. I, I think it's uh, it, love is time, but it's also um, inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Meaning, like I I love to I love to tell a story about loving other people or blessing other people or doing an act of love or helping someone. I love to tell that story, but I don't necessarily like inconveniencing myself on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. yeah and so I, I think part of this conversation is uh leaning into doing stuff that we might not necessarily want to do because people are worth it mm -hmm. inconveniencing ourselves for the sake of someone else uh dying to ourselves putting someone else's interest above our own and so it really truly is a taking up the the cross like a microcosm of that, that mm. I'm going, you know what? I don't feel like doing this, but I'm going to anyway. And afterwards, I'm going to be glad I did. There's going to be a relationship that's more bonded. Um, this person's going to feel incredibly valued. I'm probably going to need this at some point in the future myself. It's part of, mm -hmm. you know, we care for each other. We bear each other's burdens. But I think in a culture that is obsessed with comfort and doing what I want to do and what I feel like doing, 
inconveniencing myself for the sake of another mm-hmm. is a really outside the box concept. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. I was looking up the uh yeah, the out, the outside the box stuff or you know, the comfort zone getting outside the box. Did you know I I just read something about Cyprian and Tertullian when they were like just witnessing the early church, Mike. I don't know if you know this, but they saw them like they would take kids from people who were put in jail and they would like take their kids into their homes and they would be like the first persons on the scene when there was a family crisis or something happened where the kid was alone or orphaned. Um, they also like, they also would like go out of their ways to like care for people who were sick. They were like some of the first hospitals. I mean, all this stuff, you know, even like, like social institutions that we think of today, most of these were just, people in the church with their love for one another spilling out, you know, into their neighborhoods and their culture. And I just, I just love that most of the, um, you know, the people in the places that they were going to, that was, you know, that was their thing. That was their calling card. They just loved each other like crazy. And, and that just spilled over, you know, into their, into their, um, yeah, cities. It was amazing. Yeah. Cause I, cause I think we could play this conversation safe Jeff and be like, you know, we were to love each other and uh, application you could take away is all right. World series is coming up. I'm going to hang out with people. I like watch something I enjoy. Right. And there's no sort of sacrifice. There's nothing hard for me. There's nothing uncomfortable for me, but I think a large part of this conversation is, inconvenience it's putting someone else's interest above our own it's not just including people or loving people that we enjoy their company Mm -hmm. but it's starting to value people that might make us uncomfortable people that are different than us people that you know struggle with issues that we're uncomfortable with um what does it look like and you've heard me say this to to You know, um, we love God as much as we love the person we love the least. There you go. And so when you look around your neighborhood, your workplace, your city, like who who are the people that make you uncomfortable, that you avoid, that you love the least? And what does it look like to not just invite your buddies or people that you like can't wait to hang with, but what does it look like to value the person you love the least the same way you value Jesus? And I, I think that's like a love one another as I have loved you, whatever you've done to the least of these. That's like getting to the crux of that deeper loving one another conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We forget that Jesus didn't, you know, these guys weren't um, inviting Jesus into their lives. That was a, his love was initiated to them. You know, that was inviting them into his life. And <laughs> and um, so that turns the tables on just loving those that agree with you and believe the same things. Yeah. So I want to talk about for the last few minutes, Mike, let's talk about the antithesis of this loving one another. And I think we're talking more about like serving one another and it should look like, like love. My wife always says the phrase love should look like something. I love that phrase. Love should look like something. Um, So let's talk about the antithesis, the opposite. Where, where do you, where do you think it goes wrong? Like where, what, what is the opposite of loving one another? What's, what's the, what kind of, what's the, I don't know, the, the crappy stories, the, the, just the, the real shitty stuff that happens usually in the church world or in our culture that where do we get it wrong? What do you think? 
Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a different angle. I feel like the easy one to to share is bitterness or unforgiveness or hate, which I think is there. There's a lot of unforgiveness and bitterness and scorekeeping. But I where my head goes that I think we don't think about often is the opposite of love, I think is probably pride. Mm. Have, have you ever hung out with someone and and come away from it going, I don't I don't think I really asked them about them. I feel like I talked about myself the whole time. Mm-hmm. And how does somebody walk away um, feeling when you talked about yourself the whole time? Do they feel loved? Right. And so I, I think really our greatest temptation um, away from loving people is being preoccupied with ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm thinking about me. I'm thinking about what I want to talk about. I'm thinking about what interests me. I'm thinking about sharing my stories. Ooh, I got an idea. I don't want to lose it. So I'm going to talk over you. I think a, a large piece of why we don't love people well is because we're more interested in ourselves, our ideas, our opinions, our interests, mm-hmm. than we are about the person across from us. I think that's one of yeah. the biggest things that keeps us from loving people well. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like pride in my mind is kind of like putting myself or my friends in a different category than the people that I, I think are less than, you know, and that... And that really is the antithesis of the gospel. Jesus put himself lower, right? And he considered himself lower than the people around him so he could serve them. And um, yeah, I love that. Um, That's hey, great. Re- it's, it's like losing track of yourself, right? Yeah. Like you forget about yourself mm-hmm. because you're so in the moment with another person that you value above your own interest. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just beautiful. It is. It is. And Jesus, Jesus kind of wraps it up here for us. I'm just going to read his words. Because it, it gets after Mike, what you're saying about um, like like that the outcropping of that kind of love should be this fruit for others. But um, in in John fifteen twelve, here's Jesus's words on it. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. I love I love how Jesus wraps wraps that up. I I was sent to you. I chose you. You know, I was appointed to find you guys and gals. I'm sure there's gals here in the in the passage too. So that should be a model for us loving others. Like we we go after people and we love them really well and serve them and sacrifice ourselves for them and lay our lives down for them. Any thoughts on that, bro? No, I think that's it's spot on. It's that we actually seek other people out. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to to think about, um, to get very selfish about, um, I'm always the person that reaches out. Mm-hmm. I'm always the person that invites people over. I'm always the person that texts. I'm mm-hmm. always the person that calls. 
it, to, to even start to think like that is to mm -hmm. take the bait from the enemy, which makes it all about us and what we're getting out of some, mm -hmm. something or someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that the love of God is the love that just continues to pursue mm -hmm. and to pursue and if we're to love others the same way that God loves us, who's always mm -hmm. pursuing us and coming after us, mm -hmm. we don't sit there and keep score of, well, I call you all the time. You never call me. I text mm -hmm. you. I invite you over. When's the last time you had me? It's, it's that sort yeah. of scorekeeping. You know, nah, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm <laughs> giving my life over to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not concerned about what you're doing in response mm -hmm. or reciprocity. I, that's the enemy's tactic, man. Do these mm -hmm. people appreciate you? Do they love you the same way that, yeah. and all of a sudden we get into this tit for tat garbage yeah. that yeah. keeps us off the thrust mm -hmm. of what Jesus was about. Right. Yeah. My, my wife and I were talking about this and she's like, it's not rocket science. Like we have to get over ourselves, <laughs> stop scorekeeping, and then just look for the person who's, who's kind of in the same boat you are and, and call them and text them and love them. And, like if you're a mom with three kids, who you probably know some other moms that are overwhelmed. Like call them, take them for a coffee. You know, if you're a if you're a dad that has a busy work life and maybe runs his own business, you probably know another dad who has his own business. You know, so so we we really try to complicate you know the mission of Jesus loving one another. And so hey, Mike, as we speaking of pursuing each other, how do we people get connected to Creo? How do people do that? Why don't you tell them, Jeff? I know you have it all pull, pulled up there. <laughs> give them the website. Give them okay. the backslash. Tell always, them always making me do the dirty work, Mike. That's You're just a big jerk. Like, <laughs> Well, you're a dirty I, dog, Jeff. <laughs> that's all right. My team's not in the World Series, so I guess I better be the dirty, the the, yeah, the servant boy here. <laughs> the dirty twins. The dirty twins fan. <laughs> yep. I am a Dirty Twins. Dirty Vikes fan, too. Hey, so creocollective.org backslash create if you want to connect with one of our webinars or coaching calls. That's a great way to meet people. Um, we'd love for people to um, check into our vacation in Florida. If you're listening and you want to just get away with us, that's going to be fun coming up in February. Right, Mike? A little time on the beach. Yeah, absolutely. It's. I mean, if, if you want time that isn't just about content and productivity and just stuff to do but you just want to slow down with us hang out with us it's it's really going to be a fantastic time we're mm -hmm. we're big time looking forward to it the other yeah. thing is um on the 23rd of november we have a webinar coming up with casey crimmins from for charlotte and I, I know some people have shared some passion and excitement about what does it look like for the people of God across a city to team up for the good of the city. Yeah. And the, the people at Forest Charlotte are doing some good work there. But I think uh, processing that and ideas about what does it look like to be one, as Jesus mm -hmm. prayed for in John 17, yep. that we would work together as the people of God. Um, to to deal with issues like poverty and mm -hmm. you know violence and homelessness and all that type of stuff. What what does it look like for God's yeah. people to work together? You should jump into that. Yeah, that's perfect. And that's really well said, given the topic of today to love one another in the body of Christ across a city. That's that's a whole nother 
podcast episode we could drill down deep into. Uh, so creocollective.org backslash create. All those, all those things will be there for you to click on. And then we just encourage you to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Um, we're going to be going into another direction for next time on the one another. Only, so only rate it if it's a good rating, though. Exactly. <laughs> if you have any issues about, you know, my uh, lack of professionalism, then you can uh, email Mike Gerald at. <laughs> um, and we have our uh, done with Jesus one another. We're going to the Paul's letters now, being devoted to one another. That's going to be fun for next time, Mike. Being devoted uh, to one another, like a like a good Phillies fan is devoted to his team. I, dude, I think I think that's a, a great one. I was actually going to talk a little bit about that today. The the idea of longevity and perseverance, and mm-hmm. that that's a huge one. You guys have to tune into that one. It'll mm-hmm. be good. Yep. So join us next time. Thanks again for creating together with us. Have a great day, everybody.